You are now listening to Shades of Jay, the podcast, a podcast created to empower spiritual growth and build confidence for the everyday believer. This is also for the entrepreneurial Christian trying to find balance between business and kingdom, even for the non-believer with an open mind and hopes to becoming one. Being a follower of Christ's has its many stereotypes. We're here to break out of those religious boundaries without watering down the gospel. Join myself, Aaliyah J, and special guests every Wednesday as we start the conversation. Welcome to Shades of J. You're on with Aaliyah J, and it's Women's History Month. Today is a is the first part of a four-part series brought to you by Shades of J. The woman today with much pride fights with everything in her being for her rights. This battle comes from previous times, the past, the past of being silenced, overlooked, mistreated, and unappreciated. One, our ancestors and women before us had no choice but to endure. This battle is cemented on the desire to be seen, heard, valued, and respected. For me, however, I never viewed the woman as being anything less than a force to be reckoned with. I view women as powerful and strong in our own unique way. Although we are made from the rib of a man, just as they are, we too are made in the image of God. The woman displays the feminine characteristics of God. From the beginning, the woman was made with a complex manner, delicate yet strong, gentle yet fierce. Even in her silence, she's still seen. The woman brought elegance to the man's rougher manner. She can own the room or be background noise. It all depends on her. The most dangerous woman is one who knows and understands her power. The right kind of woman makes a house a home. The wrong kind of woman can bring down an entire empire. This is the influence of a woman. And joining me today is Shade's next guest, Esther Perry, who also doubles as my first lady. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And how are you doing today? I am wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Okay. Well, I am a soon-to-be 50-year-old woman on the 24th of this month. (laughs) I will be 50 years old. And I have to say, when I identify myself, I look at myself as a well-balanced person, a person that first and foremost loves God. And the reason I can say that I love God is because he has kept me through thick, thin, bad choices, all the things I did in era, he's kept me. So I have a great reverence for the Lord, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So if someone were to ask me who I was, I would have to identify myself as Esther Marcellus Perry, a woman of God, a mother, a friend, an aunt. I can be anything needs me to be. I just feel like the Lord has blessed me with that capability to just be impactful in a lot of areas in life. Thank God. Amen to that. And I actually specifically and intentionally chose you for today's episode um, for the very reason. So for those of you who don't know, and I appreciate your humbleness um, and not identifying yourself as, you know, a first lady or what we 
know you as um, at the church, but Prophetess Esther is um, what we call her. But this woman of God, she's genuinely a woman of God, like a genuine servant of the Lord, an amazing vessel. She actually has taught me more than I think she will ever know. Mm. But in today's episode, we are specifically targeting the influence of a woman's womanhood. Um, Mm. And when I did my research on like what the definition of womanhood was, it was either a group of women um, and then it was another one. But in my my personal definition, a woman's womanhood is the one thing that no other, well, that man cannot do. And that is to bring forth life or birth, give, mm-hmm. give birth. So today we will be studying three women from the Bible, specifically targeting mm-hmm. them and their influence. Okay. So I wanted to first ask you in your opinion, what would you define a woman's influence? I know that could be more than one thing, but how do you think women are influential? Oh, wow. I mean, in more ways than we can possibly put to words. And I that's something I drive and I really, really go after is to be very intentional about the way that I live. The reason being people are always watching, in particular younger women, young girls. I, I, I learned that through ministry in particular, that people are gleaming to you at all times. I, I, like you said, me being a, a pastor's wife, me being in the position that I'm in, even as a mother, people are watching your style of you know influence as far as how you're influencing your children, how you're dealing with your congregation. Those type things are um, really, really pay close attention to. People don't realize that. And that's why the Lord has caused me to be this person that's very, very careful with the way that I deal because of my position primarily and because of the simple fact, I realized that my gifting, my real gifting, I, I, I have my, the gift is the gift of exhortation. I'm an exhorter, meaning that I am one that I hate to see people defeated. I hate to see people down, namely women. Because of the things that I've gone through, I make it my business. And this is something that when the Lord presents the opportunity, I take advantage of it. I really go after it. If I can pour into a young lady, if I can pour into a woman that hasn't been down my path, that I could avoid going down my path. So I'm I'm making sure that I say the things that's hard for a lot of women to say, the shameful and embarrassing things, because what I'd like to do is to show them, number one, you don't have to go down that path. But number two, if in fact you do, you can recover with the type of God that we serve. We serve a true and a living God and he's a redeemer. So that's the way I feel like we influence women. We impact one another more than we, whether that's in a positive way or if it's in a negative way, we have a great influence on one another. Yes, and I could agree with that. I want to go ahead and actually define um, influence by its definition. So the uh, definition of influence is the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something or the effect itself. And so I for like about four weeks now, I've just been, because, you know, when you read the Bible or even if you don't, 
you hear about the men. They just always seem to be more prominent. You know, you hear about your Moses and your Davids, Jesus. And I finally was like, what about the women? Because I, I know that there has to be some woman somewhere in the Bible that did something outside of Jesus's mother that was just, you know, impactful because women are impactful, you know, just genuinely or in a general sense. And I came across 11 women from the Bible. Now there's probably more, but so far I've researched 11. Um, As I mentioned earlier today, we're going to be actually talking about three of them. The three women we're going to uh, talk about will be Eve, Leah, and Ruth. And although all three of these women's stories, um, they're not necessarily together. Um, They are all in the Old Testament and they are all, they have more in common, I think, than they would realize. Um, These three women, their influence brought forth either um, a kind, a nation, or um, what was it? It was a kind, a nation, and empires. And so... Without getting deep into all of their stories, we both know that, and I'm pretty sure everyone else, that Eve is was the, the first woman. Um, one of the best things to me about Eve was that she was created and not born. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like, wow, to me, she was the first mother, the first wife, the first aunt, etc., and more. So if I had to describe maybe some of her characteristics, um, I would say that she was a forerunner. She was strong and independent because I feel like she almost didn't have a choice. You know, mm-hmm. those would be her positive you know, attributes. Of course, she had her flaws, but there's that. So she was ac- she's actually the mother of mankind, mm-hmm. um, which is powerful. Then you have Leah. And, you know, without getting into her story too deeply, Leah in my opinion, was more of the main character of her mm-hmm. story than her sister, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know that she was the not first choice. So yes. Leah as was actually Jacob, whose name becomes Israel, mm-hmm. his wife, his first wife. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the sister to Rachel. Mm-hmm. And she's also the mother of six of the boys or men however you want to say it um six or the mother to the six of the 12 tribes of israel so she mm-hmm. actually birthed half of the tribes of israel which is amazing to me um and lastly we have ruth and ruth validated the purity of david's lineage mm-hmm. in my opinion what i studied and again ruth was um the wife or daughter-in-law to naomi Mm-hmm. She was the wife to, and I'm probably going to butcher his name. So can you say it for me? Is it Boaz? Boaz? Boaz okay. Perfect. Um, and she gave her, her son's name, and I'm definitely going to butcher his name, so I'm not going to say it. So mm-hmm. please say it. <laughs> was it Obed? Obed was his name. Okay. And he, uh, for those of you who don't know, was the father of Jesse. And Jesse was the father of David, who eventually mm-hmm. became king, one of the most honored kings best kings honestly that Israel had ever had uh-huh. so these three women their influence was powerful um uh-huh. in in a huge way um and I wanted to discuss because a lot of women get offended today especially 
when they feel like their only due diligence to this world is to give have kids right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you cannot say that to a woman today she does not it's like not a compliment to her right right um but one thing i want to make clear is when you are reading reading the bible it is like imperative to make sure you're reading it some things in its context so if, again we're talking about the these three women coming from the old testament at that time having kids as a woman was like your due diligence like that's what you had to do that's what you were perfect like that's what you were meant to do yeah in your opinion how would you say that the influence literally of a woman's womb changes or or is impactful to the world that we live in today when you say their womb you mean the role that they play as uh life bearers Yes. Okay. Well, like you said, you made it plain. We were created to be fruitful and multiply. And Genesis states that clearly. Now, the thing is, the roles have changed from the way it was originally designed. For example, when you look at the women in the Bible, you're absolutely correct when you say that their sole purpose was to bring forth life. Not only that, they were also known to be women that stayed at home, that their mm-hmm. sole purpose was to raise the children, rear them up, teach them how to uh, cook, sew, clean, everything, to teach them how to become young adults. And the, the father was the breadwinner. He was to go out and work and bring in money. Now, later on in the Bible, you do see where the woman, even the Proverbs 31 woman in particular, was known to be a woman that was reverenced by her family because she took care of the family and yet she worked. She had her own business, she did her thing. So she was honored by her family. So it's not that the the Bible ever says that they were opposed to a woman working. However, the woman's role was specifically to birth children and rear them, teach them, pour into them, and even teach them for sure the word of God and to bring them up properly. So you're absolutely right. Now, as far as we look at women today, we know that the woman definitely still holds that that role. She still has to birth, but it's a little different now. So now you can see where the woman um, can take the child to childcare and have a full career and still be expected to do what it is that she was called to do, which is be that mother, be that wife, be that career woman. But society has made that okay. And there is nothing wrong with it so long as you're not robbing your family, your children, balances everything. So yeah, the influence is there and it it was intended to be as such. It has changed, but the expectation from the Lord, it's still there that we're supposed to be child bearers, but we're also supposed to be the greatest influence, the greatest influence, not the world, but what's happening inside the home was very important to the Lord. Yes. And I'm actually glad that you say that because I, today's entire episode is centered around women understanding and accepting their womanhood. And by womanhood, I just mean that, that, that more so mother being a, being a mother, um, because I feel like the influence that a mom has on her household her kids, her husband, whatever, even if it's not her biological child, just Mm -hmm. having that mother-like 
um, figure figure in front of you and someone you can look at and see it is powerful and these three women you know I feel like they although they're they don't really get into too much depth about how they were as mothers I definitely can or take what I took away from is that their their influence was extremely it was it was powerful and I looking at women today the household today because Mm -hmm. now like you said everything is kind of flipped and Mm -hmm. it that's a good thing and or it can be a bad thing it just honestly it depends on the the house the mother whomever um I do want to talk about the busy woman who might who may be a mother yes but she's not necessarily tending to the home one of the arguments or conflicts today is women don't understand why, why do I need to be at home? And, you know, the man, my husband, my, whatever it is, he gets to go out and make money and work. Um, And it's a huge, almost power struggle because women are trying to prove themselves still. And Mm -hmm. while I get it, I'm not ignorant to the reason being because of what, where we come from, just the history of, (laughs) of the woman. Mm -hmm. I truly for, cer- for certain women wish they would understand them being at home is extremely necessary. Not yeah. that you only have to be at home, but it is, right. it's very, very necessary oh, for you to be there. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. I totally agree. And, and when that mother is out of place, it shows if it's not an immediate manifestation of that void, As that child grows up, there's many things that that child would have missed because of that lack of influence from the mother. The mother plays a major role. She teaches, she nurtures, she teaches uh, how to be emotional. She teaches how to be loving and caring. Not that a father can't do it, but that onus is with the mother because by nature, we are nurturers. And you'll find a lot of men, I've met men, even to the point of dated men. And you can see if they did not have a good relationship with their mothers, that usually shows within a relationship. It makes it that much more difficult. You often hear women say, if the man doesn't love his mo- love and respect his mother, you better watch out. And that's true to a degree. Some men are very negatively impacted by the lack of love or nurturing from a mother. So it's, in, it's, it's, imperative that a mother understands her role and that influence on whether it be a male or a female child is bigger than they could possibly see. And unfortunately, a lot of times you don't see how much impact or how much influence a woman has until she doesn't. In other Mm. words, (laughs) that's powerful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. Yes. yes. And, and, and moving to my next point is a, a postured woman. Um, and when I say postured, one of the reoccurring things I'm actually going to be talking about throughout the, this series is the posture of these women that I studied. So more, more importantly, like to Ruth and Leah, they, and when I say posture, the two of them had, they carried a certain a spiritual posture, if, if you will. Leah, to me, 
one of the greatest things about her was she was very enduring um, because I can only imagine it was probably hard to not be the chosen sister. You know, your husband kind of is only married to you. <laughs> by default, right, for, by default. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You weren't even his first pick. Um, yeah. However, yeah. with the God that we serve, he made sure, you know, he, he heard Leah and, and her hurt and he blessed, if you will, in my opinion, her her womb absolutely giving her seven kids because she had a total of seven she hasn't mm-hmm. had a girl yep. um I feel like she did not however get out of posture spiritually neither physically she was actually her her character her being it didn't make her become emotionally ugly if you will or she wasn't bitter mm-hmm. and I most women in 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 Leah's place, I feel like either would have been bitter, you know, jealous, envious. And as women, that's our downfall. Mm-hmm. But Leah never displayed that those negative those traits. She pretty much knew who she was. And the more she was blessed, she actually took that and ran with it in mm-hmm. a very humble manner. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something that stood out to me in I wanted to talk about that because I, I really honored Leah for that. I'm like, wow, you, you don't want to fight your sister. You don't want to hurt her. Mm-hmm. You're not, mm-hmm. you're not trying to go. Like she really, she took one for the team. Um, and with Ruth, Ruth was so loyal, so determined, so obedient, so caring. I mean, like the list goes on, but she too was in a posture spiritually that God could come in and do what no one else could. And then you actually see his invisible attributes clearly seen because of the posture of these women. Um, I I want to touch on that. Like the, why is it, why is being spiritually postured hmm. as a woman in the household so important to you? Good question. I'll tell you what, with the two, those two examples alone, Leah, like said, not being the first choice, not being viewed as beautiful as her sister, being sort of um, looked down upon, if you would. And you're right, her posture kept her in good graces with God. And that's why it is so important that we remain in posture, not to please man. Man will disappoint, man will let you down. But that's why you'll often hear me say, that you have to keep your eyes on Christ because when the emotional hurt happens, when people come against you, when people let you down, in this case, here it is, Jacob was tricked into marrying (laughs) Leah. So there had to be a level of feeling deceived and a feeling of being set up because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's the way you could really look at it because she didn't sign up for that. She was put in a position where she had to endure shame, okay? Mm -hmm. Imagine the embarrassment of being called. They even described her look. They said she had a crooked eye and everything. They even talked about that, you know, to make it plain how she wasn't as attractive because Rachel from a distance was seen and she was known to be beautiful. So mm-hmm. much so later on, she had to be protected by being uh, being being told or being told to act like she was the sister instead of the wife because she was so beautiful and sought after, would have been sought after. So you look at Leah and you see that her posture is probably what carried her through. 
she was able to have, like you said, seven children. Uh, Dinah was the was the sister. You, you you look at that thing and you say to yourself, could I have done it? And I believe that's why God put certain illustrations in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Because whereas women have suffered abuse, been cheated on, been really dominated. When you read the word, when you read this story of Leah and Rachel, you look at how she really persevered. She did not, like you said, turn against her sister. She realized the situation was out of both of their control. And see, oftentimes even women come against each other, real, like not even realizing, hey, there was a source. There was some sort of mm -hmm. demonic you know, uh, involvement. And so rather than turning against each other, work against Satan and realize that you can come together and out and, and outpower him and not be, you know, sucked into the foolishness. And you look at Ruth. Ruth, that's one of the most beautiful stories in the Bible. And you mentioned the word loyal. Her loyalty caused her to become a victor. And, and, and oftentimes when circumstances happen, like said with Ruth, Ruth lost her husband at a young age. And as it was, as uh, Naomi, her mother-in-law, had lost both of her sons, and then she lost her husband. Her husband, yeah. decided she was going to go back home. And looking at, so so there was, uh, um, there was uh, uh, both Ruth and, uh, her name slips me right now, oh, Ophrah. Her, her name was Ophrah. And she, both of them lost both brothers. So you're talking about, their mother-in-law is like, like, hey, I'm leaving. I'm going back home. And both of them decided they were going to go after her until Naomi challenged them and said, hey, listen, you guys are young. I'm not having any more children. I can't. I can't give you any. You can't wait until I have a child. Let's say, for example, I could. The years it would take for you to be able to remarry my children. I can't do that. And she tried to tell them, stay here. Get remarried. Start a new life. And so when Oprah heard that, Oprah was like, okay, you know what? I am going to go back home. She decided to go back home. But Ruth remained loyal to the cause. Ruth said, listen, where you go, I go. Where your home is, is my home. Where you, Who your God is, is my it's God. my God. So she, yes, she was loyal to, 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 to a degree that most people couldn't possibly be. Because you have to remember, they worshipped pagan gods and idols. And here it is. She knew Ruth saying... I mean, she knew Naomi stand. Naomi was going home to worship the God of Israel. And so it was a chance that uh, Ruth took to say, I'm going to follow you. Your God is going to have to be my God because I'm not departing from you. So her loyalty was, was to be, you know, recognized, commended, applauded, because again, her resolve at the end of the day, we all know the story as a, as a result, not only did she leave with, with um, Naomi, she began to work. So they had no money. Naomi had nothing. So here it is, Ruth would go out in the field and, 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 and thresh wheat and she would, get, she would pick up wheat, the wheat that they would drop, the leftover wheat, she would go and she would get it and she would try to get enough whereas they could survive and make it. And, 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 and of course, as the story goes, Boaz took notice, she was a stranger and he was like, who was that in the field? And they began to explain. And a lot of people look at the story of Ruth as this perfect love story. And it's like, wow. However, this was a situation that was ordained by God. Her loyalty 
was rewarded. It wasn't about giving her this young whippersnapper because Boaz was older than her, much older. He wasn't like, like never described to be this handsome prince that came to the <laughs> rescue. No, he was what they call, they refer to as a kindred redeemer. He was a relative of Naomi's, an older relative. And, and technically, it wasn't even supposed to be Boaz that married her. It was supposed to be another relative that was, because that's what they did. It was a ranking type system. Whomever was closest to the person that was deceased, to the husband, was supposed to marry. He declined his rights, and that meant Boaz, by default, had the right to marry, and he did marry her, and they ended up having a son. And so it was one of those things where because of her posture, absolutely because of her posture, because of her loyalty, because she was not wavering, because she was steadfast, because she decided she loved this woman and she was going to go wherever she went, God honored that. And that's why we have to understand, at we as women, how we have to be postured, even when we're hurt, we're betrayed, we suffer loss. That was Ruth's resolve. Ruth stood still and realized, hey, this woman means a lot to me. She's influenced my life. I'm sure, though it doesn't say it, I'm sure Naomi would take the time and teach her of the God of Israel, would pour mm -hmm. into her life. And that was impactful enough for her to decide, hey, listen, I am leaving this place, my relatives and everyone behind, but I'm going with this woman that has proven to be a woman of integrity, to be a woman of God. I'm going. And thank God that resolve paid off. And it did. And yeah. that and women, ladies, girls, whomever is listening to this, your posture, it matters. Yes. And again, when we talk about posture, we mean spiritually. Yes. And as Esther just mentioned, the the uh, I'm sorry, um, who was it? Ruth, her being loyal and her being obedient and determined mm -hmm. god honors that yes, when you can push push through what yeah. you're going through yeah. rather than try to just how am I, I just want to be out of this i want to be done with it because mm -hmm. i'm sure uh ruth going somewhere one where you're a stranger that's that's intimidating that's scary yeah. you don't know if they're going to accept you or not right. should i be here or not yep. and you're not even a you're not one of the children of israel you're yes. not but the yes. fact that you now want to serve the mm -hmm. true and living god based off of no uh no no what's her name naomi naomi's mm -hmm. posture it speaks volumes mm -hmm. like how you are seated in posture it matters Absolutely. no matter which way the wind blows you Absolutely. should always be and i'm learning that in yeah. my young adult life that yeah. being planted hmm. at the feet of the lord is oh, yeah. like it's it's my peace yes when there's nothing but chaos going around me just like in the lives of leah and ruth and probably mm -hmm. even eve they all carried this certain spiritual posture that helped them to get to where they needed to go and oh, yeah. was was the was the the battle easy no mm -mm. did they lose some 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 of the fight yes however that is why i feel like these three women their stories are very much different but there's some similarities mm -hmm. in their characteristics that really i feel like we as women can take and store up in our heart and actually apply to our real lives today so Absolutely. And this is this, this is the word that comes to mind is these women were overcomers and that's what it takes. If you don't realize the importance of really getting past the hurt, the disappointment, 
you get to stay in a place of hurt and disappointment. And all that does is breeds negativity. You can't advance. You can't get go forward. You can't get over certain things. And that is the way a lot of women never, ever get past a certain point in life. Even Eve, we didn't talk much about Eve, but I can say Eve had no choice but to be an overcomer because as a result of her decision to eat the fruit, that caused her to be cursed. And that the curse came from he to eat. The God told her through childbirth, you will feel pain. You will suffer through mm -hmm. childbirth. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and in that, it didn't intimidate. This is a thing. She took her punishment because she did follow God by being fruitful. And they did multiply. Without that, where would mankind be? She actually took her punishment. Sometimes we as women do things that cause pain and wounds ourselves it's called self-inflicted wounds we do them all mm -hmm. we do it all the time bad choices that cause us to be reprimanded or chastised by god but because of his grace thank god and his mercy he always comes through with justice and righteousness there's a there's a study that on women the women of the bible and the way that that book made it so plain how god never condemned no matter how even the woman that was caught in the act of adultery that woman was never written off. God came and he justified. He said, hey, listen, basically what he was making clear is what you don't realize, her sin is no different from your judgment because she is still my child. My blood still works for her. So he came with justice. He came with righteousness. He's saying, now that you know the error of your ways, he would tell everybody that got caught in an act of sin or anything, he would tell them, hey, go and sin no more. He never gave a pass for the sin. He never decided that, oh, no, it's okay. He was letting them know, listen, I'm letting you know your behavior wasn't good, but I'm not going to kill you because of your behavior. What I'm going to do is give you a new slate, give, cut you a new slate, allow you to understand that you've been redeemed, allow you to understand that you can move from this situation and grow and overcome. And so we have to understand that's what God intended. We as women have to understand we'll make bad choices or we might have already made bad choices. But the idea is God does not want us to stay in that place. He wants us to overcome like all three of these women did. The situation wasn't perfect. They had to overcome adversity. They had to overcome pain and hurt and misery. But at the end of the day, God always made it clear to them that here, I'm here for you. I'm here for your rescue. I'm here to let you know, yes, you messed up or yes, you were hurt but I'm here to show you a more excellent way. And that's how we have to look at this thing. And that he did. Again, his his invisible attributes clearly were seen. And if these women would have given up, if yeah. they would have stopped fighting, if they would have just said, you know what, I can't do this anymore, which yeah. is what most women do. They yeah. get to that crossroad and it's like, I'm just going to put my hands up. I'm, yes. I'm done. Yes. They, like you said, they overcame and out of their overcoming and the pursuit of you know what I'm gonna keep going mm -hmm. came a kind came an entire nation yes. you know yes. like they I like I said with um Leah she birthed six of the 12 sons yes. then you have Ruth she validates David's lineage and yes. David is one of the most prominent people in the Bible. Absolutely. And then Eve, she is the mother of, uh, you know, of humankind. So it's like, or mankind, I'm sorry. So it's like, I'm so glad they did not give up. 
Ladies, Listen. never give up because you don't know what God has purposed you for. You do Anyone. realize, you do realize Jesus comes from the bloodline of Ruth, right? Ruth. Yes. yes. I, I yes. Yeah. when I see that, it blew my yeah. mind. Yeah. I'm reading Ruth's story and I get to the end and yeah. it says, you know, she's the mother to this and he's, mm-hmm. and then I was like, David, yeah. I yeah. lost it. I literally yeah. closed the Bible and I yeah. had to sit, I had yeah. to sit on that. Yeah, because look at that. not only was Ruth's story such a beautiful but hard and complex, mm-hmm. but you know there were so many twists and turns. Mm-hmm. In the end, mm-hmm. it she mattered. Her oh, influence absolutely. it mattered. You're not absolutely. even a child. You're not a part of the children of Israel. However, you how about it? <laughs> like, <End up> being... <laughs> what? Mm, oh, what? yep, yep. I yep. Just, it yep. blows my mind. The things that God can do in our pain. He Amen. can take pain and, and purpose it as long yeah. as we keep going. These three women displayed the fight to the finish. Yes. And yes. I, that is important to yes. me, especially bringing and empowering women and, and, and giving them confidence when they lack it. And, sh- you know, showing them here's where the strength can be found when they're weak. It's there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. I just, as women, we need to band together and yeah, we have our flaws and our ways and, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's, there's, we have some negative traits. However, there's always, you, you can win with, with the Lord on your side is, is what I'm getting at oh, every single time. Absolutely. So often <laughs> women allow whatever circumstance or situation to beat them down. They can't see past that situation. They can't get over it. And what God, I know for sure, the reason he influenced man to write the Bible so that we can see real life illustrations, you know, so we can see how people responded, how though they were attacked, though they were abused, though they were mistreated, they still overcame. Not only did they overcome, but they were so impactful in the history of the Bible. And so we have to think as women, how will we impact after we're gone? Who would we have affected? Amen. Who's who's really, really, when we really think about it, will our lineage be great? Will it be uh, one that people could talk about and say, do you know who's, whose offspring this is? Will we be able to do that? Like these women have a great role. I'm talking about a significant impact on, you said it, mankind in so many ways, in one way or the other. Like you said, six of the 12 tribes of Judah. You're talking about the mother, uh, the first mother of all, Eve, the mother of all. You're talking about um, a Ruth who was in the direct line. Jesus came from her direct bloodline. Mm-hmm. So you're talking, these women were extremely impactful though they were extremely challenged in life. Mm-hmm. So what will you, what would the, at the end of the story, what would it look like? Yeah. Will people just be able to define you based on the things that you went through your hardships or will they be able to define you based on you overcoming and still being a great influence in this life? Yes. And that is, <laughs> I honestly, you know, when you, when you, when you study a word and when you get the word, it, it, it impacts you first before you yes. tell the tale. Yes. I was so impacted because I realized I'm not my, I, I, I'm not necessarily always going to be my circumstance. You get what I'm saying? Yes. I can get past this. Yes. Reading the harsh, you know, the, they went through some harsh stuff. I oh, yeah. not even have had to tap into and thank God. 
but the the motivation that this gives me yeah. i will be okay Absolutely. i can i can endure and, and be faithful one mm-hmm. of the things with ruth and leah mm-hmm. they were so faithful Absolutely. not only to i feel like unintentionally um it paid off for her. Ruth was faithful to the Lord, Absolutely. but Leah, she was, she was so honest and so faithful. Yes, and it's like, she knew who she was in God's mm-hmm. eyes. Yep. So you know what? My husband doesn't love me the way that he loves on my sister. However, mm-hmm. God, you love me enough. Mm-hmm. So, and she would always say every time she conceived, she said that the Lord has heard my cry. Yes. And he, so he blessed me with this. So I'm going to name this child such. And so she always gave God mm-hmm. back to, or the glory mm-hmm. back to God yes, in did. the midst of her trial and her tribulation. And that yeah. is important. Yes, it is. is I was just saying the other day is Aaliyah, stop focusing on, okay, when is this going to end and Mm -hmm. start focusing on the presence of God. Leah, she did that and she did that well. Where is God in all of this? She always found the light. Yes. That is appreciated. And at that time, the Holy Holy Spirit wasn't even around. So you have to imagine her faith was a different type of faith. It was crazy faith. That crazy faith we talk about at church, I just blew my mind. All the time. Absolutely. I am going to leave you all with this scripture. This scripture comes from Proverbs 14 and 1, and it reads, The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. Hmm. I thank you so much for joining me today as my special guest. (laughs) You are very appreciated. Thank you for having me. And until next time, this is Shades of Jake. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in with me this week. We will return next Wednesday at 8 o'clock p.m. That will be Eastern Standard Time. We do post weekly uploads. You can find Shades of J, the podcast, on Instagram at shades.jay. We hope that you all stop by next week for our next episode. See you then.